Okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from the lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills adjacent California from the studios of Sirius XM West boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood sign this is The Tully Show I am your host Mike Tully joining me today as seen at one time Dancing with the Stars as heard on Loveline Faction Talk's own Jason Ellis show and as heard currently weekdays on Dr. Drew Midday Live with Mike Catherwood here in Los Angeles. Mike Catherwood. Yeah. Hi, buddy. How are you, man? I'm a, a, I guess we're supposed to keep up the artifice that we did not just wrap up the Jason Ellis show, but in reality, about the same as I was, I was five minutes ago. Well, sooner. But it, we get a different uh, ability to kind of discuss your yeah. your you know your demeanor and how things are going because yeah. in, on the Jason Ellis show it's a whole yeah, whole yeah, other yeah, yeah. thing whole other circus yeah whereas now it's all about me it's really all about you um, I'm doing great thank you for asking I am uh, I'm psychically in in a good place I'm a wild man I've been dabbling in 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 drugs Mike and I always feel not so much with you as with Jason. Mm-hmm. He's cool, and he gets it, and I think I know where the line would be. But it's 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 a strange thing to be around a person who is still newly sober. He's freshly sober, yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to l- lie to him, but for me to say, oh yeah, a couple a couple of beers, you know, weekends here, I'm gonna have a couple of beers, you know, it's it's like I, it, I we talk about our lives. Mm-hmm. I can't help but share things that come up, and 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 I, I'm not if I start dabbling in drugs again after a decade plus off to me that's fodder for the show pretty interesting especially the way you're going about it the, it's not as if you're willy-nilly just taking drugs again the uh i i feel like a bit of a of a cliche why because i feel like there's the okay i'll tell you why i already kind of felt like a bit of a cliche but i get my hair uh cut at the movember foundation okay and Movember Foundation is what grew up for, you know, guys grow mustaches in November to uh, raise money for nut cancer. Okay. It was basically some guys who were like, oh, why do they get uh, breast cancer awareness? And we don't, nobody's talking about our nuts. So it's a very valid question considering how very few women actually die of breast cancer. Well, that just means so many dudes die of that. Well, that just means it's working if you ask me. Yeah. Susan G. Komen has done, uh, Susan G. Komen, you can stop now. Everyone is aware of breast cancer. You no longer need to turn the NFL pink. <laughs> Everyone's going to wear pink on a certain day this year. Yeah, I just, I turn on a football game and I feel like I'm like, am I having a stroke? Oh, yeah. wait, it's, oh, breast cancer awareness. Okay, back to the forefront. But uh, but anyway, so I I think the Movember thing is, uh, they're not listening. I think it's, I think it's very cheesy. Mm-hmm. And... I was just bullshitting with the guys, and the guy was saying, "Oh, I smoke weed," and blah blah blah, blah. and I was like, "Oh, it's funny weed." Actually, believe it or not, I've been uh, I've been doing this microdosing thing, and like fucking like two or three guys were like, "Oh yeah, dude, totally." No, I've been doing that too. That's really, and I was like, "Oh, this is like a Movember level thing to do." I didn't know that. I thought it was honestly very very few people did it, and it was like a Silicon Valley CEO, yeah, kind of neurohacker 
Right. Really elite group of dudes that were willing to go that I'm route. pretty elite, Mike Catherwood. Um, it, well, in, in, a, in a sense, you are. I, I'm not saying you're an elitist, but you are. I would throw you in the category of uh, the general public that's like really not only super smart, but also you have a, a, a real passionate curiosity about things. Most people don't have the same level of 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 desire to learn and experience that you do. You know, Th- just that's from, true. I would agree with that. And um and I and I I always thought that the the microdosing would would fall into that category like a very limited amount of people that are very uh, curious very um kind of adventurous with uh, experiences and and psychological and and intellectual stuff I didn't think that like five dudes at your barber shop were oh I totally I'm into that bro like CrossFit or something you know it it I, I felt like I was doing the CrossFit of drugs yeah right but it's not it's not gonna stop me or anything so yeah and, and but you dig it I'm too in. And uh, yes, no, 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 no. Two two micro doses. Oh, okay. so I think you're supposed to do it every three days for ten weeks. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna take a break because I'm going away. But um, by the time people hear this, I will be away. Um, and I'm certainly not going to bring illegal narcotics to another country. That would be for for a lot of reasons, especially certain countries. Yeah, yeah particularly <laughs> what I'm going to. Um, but I I I wanted to dabble while um my significant others. We're away because I'm so paranoid of the worst case scenario yeah. of even eating the tiniest little bit. But you really just have your cake and eat it because you 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 get a little taste of the thing with absolutely. There's no risk that this could go bad on you because it's it is such a small amount. Right. Trust me, I'm a guy. I like one hit of weed will go weird for me. I'm telling you that you can't go weird with these. And then you, yeah, it's. It's lame to talk about it, man. What kind like, of dosage is it with um, mushrooms? 0.2 to 0.4 grams. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it's, nothing. It's like a half. It's one one very small mushroom is about 0.2 grams. Yeah, because I mean, for those of you who haven't eaten, I mean, you're at the very uh, half an eighth. I mean, some people would get, but most people you really got to get into an eighth of an ounce to, to start really tripping. So you know. I, we, we were a, we would split an eighth when we were kids. Yeah, that was that was my. I don't think I've ever done more than that. So that used to be plenty for me. Maybe I have a low tolerance. Yeah, them. which is good because yeah. I mean, like for instance, I'm listening to you describe microdosing, mm. and this is ex- this is proof positive how there's just a difference between addicts and non addicts. Like I, the, the way that it could go very wrong for me is that there's no possibility I could have any amount of mushrooms in my home without eating all of them. Right. And I had I had a couple of pounds. There was a experience when I was a teenager where I knew this chick that could get mushrooms in Santa Cruz. Like she just could get them so easily. Yeah, get, Santa Cruz. And we knew I knew my friends and I were going to Lake Arrowhead in like a couple weeks. So I I took their money, bought lump sum, and it was like four days before I ate them all. Right. You know, I just I couldn't control myself. There's just no possibility. And I ended up having to pay back all my friends over a long period of time. That's funny. That's really really funny. Uh, were you? Did you? Was there ever a time that you handled um, drinking or drugs in any way responsible? Did it did it get bad for you, or were you just a guy who was a blackout from the time you started? No, it it, it I mean it progressed, but I, it um it would have been considered got bad immediately if I was an adult. But when you're that age, I think a, you get a certain <laughs> fudge category. You know, yeah, every fifteen year old is a problem drug. A little margin when yeah. you're that young. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Certainly not when I immediately smoked weed or immediately started drinking, but but by by the time I was like in junior senior in high school, I was that guy at par- every party. I mean, I, there wasn't a time when I was like casually having. Yeah, I'd go get I'd go get 
the most affordable booze, uh-huh. the the most amount I could afford, and I would drink it all, and then I would ju- I would wake up, you know, not knowing how I got home. Did you was would you say that you more? I mean, nobody just straight up loves negative attention, but very few people do anyway. Um, would you say that you at least in the moment? found it appealing to be the the sideshow i absolutely did and it wasn't just the negative attention which definitely without question i loved um it was that i was good at something i was i was good at getting shit-faced even kids that were like really living on the edge from a younger age than i was i could do more blow than they could i could drink more than anyone and i could still sort of maintain even though i was drinking exorbitant amounts and i could take giant bong rips i just something about me you know I'm Mexican-Irish, immigrants on both sides, and I, I feel like I was just born in a lab to be drinking and doing drugs, mm-hmm. um, or created in a lab, rather. And uh, and so I, 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 that definitely, too, was like a, a thing for me. And I also, like, I, I definitely played sports and was good at them, and, and, but I wasn't like Mr. Jock guy. And I, you know, I skated, and I was into music and punk and hip-hop, but I wasn't like that, I wasn't by any means like a good skateboarder and like that guy. This was an identity. And I was, now I became the party animal you know and it, it, it gave you that and when you're when you're that age that is so important you know having that identifiable yeah, that thing feels weird talking to you without other adults in the room it is yeah i feel like we're like cheating on <laughs> dr drew and jason yeah well but it's but it's also in a way uh i'm don't get me wrong i kind of like it very relieving to yeah. not have those maniacs <laughs> yeah drew's really gotta take it down a notch do you uh do you ever want do you see yourself in the future hosting your own radio show? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I mean I would like that. Mm-hmm. I I mean I definitely made a, a a real concerted effort to try to separate myself from Drew. Yeah. And not because I don't like him, but because it's it's relatively impossible to have have any autonomy in in that guy's shadow cuz he's He's Dr. Drew. He's a huge celebrity. He's really recognizable, and he's really darn good at his job. He really is. Um, even our daytime show here in Los Angeles, Dr. Drew Midday Live with Mike Catherwood, I got a job at that station before him, and it was my show. And I brought. I was like, hey, you know, Drew's, Drew's looking for something to do in the daytime, too, I said to the program director, and they brought him on, and it was – as soon as he got hired, it was immediate. It's like, oh, well, now it's the Doctor Drew show, and and I'm I'm by no means talking shit. It's of just that not. I I would I've worked to figure out different ways to kind of carve my my own niche in 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 the industry. Um, I'm not necessarily sure that where I break away and go out on myself and and find a career for my own in my own identity is going to be in radio. I would, I'm not saying I don't want it to be. I just don't know that that's going to be the way I do it. No, oh, you're a TV2 guy. You're a TV guy. You're too yeah. handsome for radio. And I and I, I actually like the behind the scenes of of TV2. You know, people always say like, oh, you got a you got a face for TV. When I, I'm, I'll do it. I'd love to collect the check and host some stuff. But I I've gotten some ability to do some writing, and then also I'm a creator and producer on a show that's hopefully going to be coming to to TV soon, um, an animated show. Yeah. And I that has been. That's like a new drug for me. I love it. I love that aspect of it. Yeah. How's that? How's that process? Because I, I I think I know enough to when people say, oh yeah, no, I got this thing and this network picked it up or this studio picked it up. It's, sometimes it's it's more true than other times. There are things that are on the fast track and there are things that are 
yes, they did right. buy it, but nobody will answer your phone calls. Right, totally. And, and, and you and both people will get to very justifiably go around and say, yeah, I got a thing in development at Warner Brothers or right. whatever. And I've known people on both sides of that. Do it's, you feel like you are a priority to them? Uh, oh, I'm by no means a priority at Comedy Central. Well, is getting your show on the air at some point a priority to them? I think so. I okay. really do. Well, and, and I've had enough of an experience with this show in particular that I do think that they've they've got some belief and investment in it. But with especially today's television where you're lucky to get uh, on a cable network like Comedy Central, you're lucky to get a couple hundred thousand people to watch your show. That would be a smash hit success. They're going to go. There's a lot of turnover in, in, in funny Comedy Central shows. You know, it's not the, the old days where, hey, man, you're Chappelle, you're South Park. You're getting on the air and you got here's a decade worth of TV for you. Most likely there's going to be a bunch of different shows and a lot of them are going to uh, not succeed and some some are. And what what is looked at as success on a cable comedy show is way different than it was. You know, you got two two or three seasons out of the Amy Schumer show. That was like over the moon. People were really happy about that. So. Right. OK. So your odds of getting on the air are pretty good, and then and then kind of the real work begins. Yeah, and then the the, the other aspect of it that I never knew about, even uh, with a lot of friends, you know, or comics or, or writers and stuff, is that a network buys the show. They pick up the show. They say, I, you know, com- this is going to be a Comedy Central product when you go around pitching it to people. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're putting it on. They could sit on it for a contracted amount of time, never end up doing anything with it, and then after that you're free to go take it but you know, to FX again or whatever. Right. Um, and so I, I'm hoping it doesn't happen that way. I, I would love to get it, you know, because Comedy Central is invested in it right now. And but uh, if you no know, time like the present, if if uh, and and, I, and I'm really and I'm not just saying that to blow smoke. I, I I really like Comedy Central, and I'm happy with being there and hoping that it can be a a reality that it would be a Comedy Central show. But yeah, you know, well, I'm excited for you. Thank you, dude. Uh, when you're not busy talking on the radio or creating Comedy Central TV series, you spend a fair amount of time on the dark web. Well, the first thing I would like to get into is that there's a very there is a difference between the dark web and the deep web. I, but that's the first bullet point I've got here. Yeah. Yes, yes, right. And and let's make that distinction. They are often used interchangeably by people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And by the way, I'm one of the people who don't know what the fuck sure. I'm talking about. As we, most people are. You have talked about the dark web and your exploits and sending people vulgar pictures are well documented. Mm-hmm. But uh, the things you get from the, the dark web, but I, I would love to talk through it soup to nuts because I'd love to understand it. It's something yeah. you hear about that you don't really know a whole lot about. So the deep web so they say it's like an iceberg you know 10 percent of the web is visible the other 90 percent god knows what's going on well yeah. in large part that's your fucking emails right your, your emails are on the internet because that's how you are able to log in and get them guess what nobody can search your emails and and it's not at all dangerous to go amongst the deep web to, to get a router and somehow start searching them in fact it's probably from people who are real experts who really understand what they're talking about, uh, friends of mine or, or different people I've talked through, talked to in broadcasting that are that are programmers or, or experts in tech, it's actually much safer to do your business or to send your emails or to uh, exchange photos and things amongst the deep web than it would be to go on uh, in the surface web uh, for reasons that the, the same way that you are anonymous on the deep web is the same way that it also protects you from being hacked. You know, it, it, right. it certainly can happen, but it's much, much harder. Yeah, well, I saw, um, of all people, Facebook have launched a, a a dark web version of Facebook. 
which sounds awesome, yeah. but all it is is people who, yeah, they want to be on Facebook, but they don't like really, really want you to know who they are. Yeah. Which I think is um, probably the wave of the future, is how do I get... Yeah. I, I would... I understand that that's where uh, the vast majority of trolling comes from is people don't feel like because they don't have to attach themselves to it. But I personally prefer to participate in the Internet without leaving any tracks to who I actually am. You shouldn't have to. You shouldn't yeah. have to really bring be, that yeah. in. I should know? be able to have a conversation about the, you know, the fucking Boston Celtics got the number one pick. Fuck, the Nets are so stupid. I should be able to do that in in, in anonymity. Right. And, and a, a good example of how the deep web is, is so often used now um, is if you're a college professor and you teach U.S. history and you want to have an email exchange with one of your students about some of your more uh, abrasive opinions, you don't want to do that in the classroom because, frankly, that's not your job. You want to teach the history and be objective about it. But if you have yeah. really strong feelings about how Richard Nixon was in the Illuminati. Yeah, history after dark. Yeah, exactly. You can go and then, I, but I also don't want an email trail of that if I'm in a, at a university and I could potentially get fired because I think that you know Donald Trump's a communist or whatever your uh, whatever your axe to grind is. Right, your 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 controversial take is. You, you should be protected from that when you want to be. Yes, I, you should be able to say any moronic thing you want on the internet. Yes. God damn it, that's our God given <laughs> right. So, how did you first become acquainted with with the 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 dark web? Not not so much become aware of it, but when did you take the leap and go, "I'm going to get in this shit"? We had a ban um, uh, a metalcore ban on Loveline called "As I Lay Dying." And they were very, very nice guys, actually very talented, uh, if you're into that style of music. Um, they uh, were promoting their new album, and their lead singer at the time, um, who was in studio, he was a super buff dude, and they were they seemed like a normal kind of group of dudes. Like six months later, he gets brought up on charges for, of hiring a hitman to kill his wife. Yes, I remember that. Uh, Tim Lambassis, I believe his name was. Uh, this is years ago. And that... Uh, kind of got the ball rolling into like, well, how do you hire a hitman in 2012? I mean, it, it just seems like crazy that that would even be a thing. He had, he didn't do it through the deep web, but then the conversation got started. Yeah, we had a, a gentleman on the show promoting a documentary about the deep web, and I became really interested in it. And um, right there on the air, uh, someone called up and told me about Tor, the Onion Router, which is very available, very easy to get software, which will take you right on to on any computer. You know, you're sitting there looking at Google and Facebook and you apply this software and then it gives you access to the deep web. And I did it right there listening to, I well, took to, the, a, to the dark web, to the deep web, which is the, un, which is really unvisible uh, website to, to, to your average uh, online access point, whatever it be internet access or uh, internet explorer or Google Chrome or it's giving you the visible internet. You use this onion router to get to the deep web, which is where you then can access the dark web. The deep web is this vast, vast uh, area, which is and, the and, majority and, of the internet. And then that is the actual iceberg because the tip is the dark web, which is freely accessible to anybody who is on there or maybe like password right. protected. And But the vast majority of it would be internal documents and companies and emails and shit that no, it, just because it's there, it, it may as well not be because you're never going to see it. Right. I assumed that by getting onto the deep web, I was going to be immediately deluged with child porn and, yep. and you know, murder for hire. Yes. Uh, it was not like that at all. In mm -hmm. fact, it, it really just was like, using search engines on the regular internet, but 
I could access stuff and then have this can be be totally anonymous. And I really kind of liked it. But and then I, through my research, kind of wanting to know where this darkness was that I'd heard so much about. Mm -hmm. I did a little research and found out that I actually know the deep web's really used for like military uh, email exchange from journalists to potential whistleblowers, dissidents, all that kind of stuff. Then through other means, you can get to the dark web, which is for drug sales. It's got to feel like you're like using a Ouija board the first yeah. time you get up in that stuff. I, 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 I will admit I was a bit kind of like reticent and a little bit scared to go like to this to this anonymous you know this weird unknown place um but then i was also disappointed when i was like well this is just a search engine it's just like the internet okay well that maybe uh, uh, answers my next question which is i'm sure very naive like does it does it look the same because yeah. because i'm picturing kind of like the 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 green writing on black screen from like a a a, a, a 90s cyber thriller right right That's yeah, what like I a, like ms the, dos when you used to fire it up yeah look like. um yeah it does it no it looks it looks almost like exactly like the regular internet you're not getting the same um websites but mm -hmm. you're it looks the same you yeah. know um i mean can i be can i like use squarespace to make something on the dark web i yeah yeah, and and like you said, there's yeah, maybe I will. There's um there's regular search engines on the the deep web as well. There's the Google's, Google's in there. Thing. Yeah, is Google literally? Can you search? Uh, yes, I believe well, so. Okay. I have never personally done, but I mean, there is there is totally the Onion Router itself. The uh, there is a there's a Tor search engine as well that yeah. is it's totally accessible to everything you want. There's even a a, a, a deep web specific WikiLeaks or excuse me, um, Wikipedia. So anything that would be on Wikipedia on the surface web that they maybe leave out. Uh, I don't know what, like what? That, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Well, that's that's kind of my question. I understand when it comes to the illegal stuff, but the internet remains a pretty wild west. Mm -hmm. Like what sort of I'm sure I've asked you this before, but what sort of photo would be on the dark web that couldn't just be on the regular internet. Well, I started to use it to pull photos because I like I have such a, a fondness for sending people disgusting stuff. Yeah. It turns out because I'm not a complete lunatic that most of the photos I like were are available totally on the surface web. Now you're for to get these really deep deep web and then subsequently dark web uh, pictures. You're talking child porn. You're talking um, maybe even like um, national security type pictures that something that would be compromising to national security or 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 isis beheadings that they that are too brutal to put on i mean we're talking about extreme uh macabre and and and, and child pornography again which is something that i mean come on who's but as far as like even like bestiality you can get that a regular old internet that all <laughs> dime a dozen yeah exactly so yeah. i i i don't I go there my yahoo page I don't go there to the to the deep web or dark web anymore to to uh, to to get these pictures because I realized I can get all my fun yeah. on the regular internet. Now, what I did discover was that there is a whole it, there's almost like this community amongst the what used to be the Silk Road, which is when I first got on something that I found wildly fascinating because I don't have any desire to buy illegal drugs because I'm in recovery. I don't have any desire to buy illegally obtained firearms or, or or identification but there was it wasn't just this place where <laughs> you're not looking to hire child soldiers no right? no i'm not not really into that i don't need an albanian guy to come snuff my wife <laughs> but there was this real feel like a legitimately real feeling amongst all the guys the vendors and the people that look to be buying stuff off silk road um 
that they were not just people up to illegal activity. They were they were really in support of trying to grow the idea of personal freedom of of the government shouldn't be able to intervene between me selling you heroin. And I promise you that this is safe. This I'm not dosing it with anything. I'm not dosing this ecstasy. I, you and I, we're a part of the same community. We're, we're almost like these cyber anarchists, and we're going to stick it to the man. And, and the more growth of personal freedom, the better for us. There was a very real... Now, how much of that was posturing and how much of that was legitimate, I don't know. But you definitely got a sense of that. And I would go through for hours looking at uh, dudes that sold diff just crazy amounts of MDMA and and, and heroin and, and all these things and and it, it didn't seem like they were these dastardly horrible drug you know Pablo Escobar's right hand man trying to hoping death upon anyone they certainly had money making on their mind but there also was this community sense this this almost camaraderie of like hey man no one knows what we're doing you give me your bitcoin I'll give you your goods and and we're sticking it to the man and and praise the the gods of personal freedom yeah. that's very touching uh <laughs> i uh, <laughs> i still don't get bitcoin i don't mind admitting that i don't understand it to one bit uh, uh, it's not real money so why does anybody want to pay money for it it and and bitcoin really changed the game because mm -hmm. up and people are going to tweet at me and they'll tell me why i'm an idiot and right. I, and i still won't understand well they shouldn't because they, it invent, is, they invented money and everybody it's like one of these things are and i understand that is our the american dollar is no longer backed by gold so in a sense the american dollar is um theoretical as well but in another sense it when it came into creation um it it, it reflected an economy that already existed yeah. whereas bitcoin is literally somebody sits down and goes i'm going to i'm going to invent space dollars poof there's 1 trillion space dollars and and it, it's it's the most amazing thing ever that you could get people to um to to want these things and and and, and what's even more amazing is i'm almost definitely dead wrong about this they have willed things that are imaginary and valueless into things that are dollars yeah i believe that the guy who uh, you know invented bitcoin or at least the, the people that brought it to such popularity and then got it to be the the certifiable digital currency <laughs> they were doing it for role-playing games and then it just kind of became this legitimized digital currency and I, I, I listen. I'm not ashamed to admit it either. I don't understand how all of a sudden you can just decide. No, this is legitimate, but the money you use in Candy Crush isn't. You know, it's it's just kind <laughs> it of like digital yeah. money. You yeah, know, yeah, like it's, it's it's virtual monopoly money. Yeah, um, but but it, people used it for for tremendous amounts of of uh, commerce yeah. on the Silk Road and uh, and other places. Uh, if you're if you're one of these people who's really scared to use Amazon or, or other legitimate sites to, to purchase stuff because of your you know your identity being uh being hacked or being stolen the deep web and marketplaces amongst it are great places to buy even legitimate goods that's know? kind of counterintuitive that you would go on to the to something that's sort of an outlaw you know because usually the person who would be afraid of uh, of amazon for identity theft would be the exact same person who would still have an aol account because that's what they know and that's how they get on the internet and yeah. they know what that interface looks like but i'll take your word for it yeah i think that there's a whole other there's like my grandma who doesn't understand the internet mm -hmm. and then that that world of i'm scared of everything she's very and, rarely on the dark web i bet but then there's the cyber off the grid types you know the guys who are building bunkers and buying yeah, food yeah, from yeah, glenn yeah, yeah. back yeah idaho those guys are also so savvy that about their own personal safety and and D Day coming uh, in the digital world as well, and they have mm -hmm. this kind of desire to keep keep yeah. it. 
anonymous. You know? God, I hope those guys are wrong because they are going to be so fucking smug if they're right. Yeah. And they're going to definitely not allow any of us in their bunkers. Oh, I support them on that. Yeah. I definitely see their... Yeah, we, we laughed at them. We told them that they were crazy. And um, the jokes the jokes on us, non-doomsday preppers. As I think there's out. a lot lot more of the, the the doomsday prepper types than we, we assume. Well, yeah, you wouldn't hear about them. I'm telling you, fucking Idaho. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's like uh, uh like it might be fifty percent of the population of Idaho. Yeah, there's it's potato farmers and doomsday preppers. There's the people in Quarter Lane, and then there's like yes, the rest of Idaho. <laughs> Quarter Lane, there's potato farmers and there's doomsday preppers. <laughs> this is the they should just put them on the flag of Idaho. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's a dumb question. Same question I always ask about um like uh back page is that what it's back the 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 Craigslist of yeah. prostitution like. If I can go there and find a prostitute, then so can an undercover cop. Right. So how does the dark web change? Okay, to an extent, if you are going to um, exchange classified information, understand entirely. But if I'm going to buy a good or a service from you, then um, many services would involve you personally coming and rubbing somebody out for me, for example. Mm -hmm. And I could just as easily set you up on the dark web as I could on the legitimate web. Because of of, uh, narcs and because of people, you know, the powers that be, uh, law enforcement, the government now getting involved in in the deep web, anything nefarious, after, especially after Silk Road shut down, um, anything nefarious, you have to be invited. You can't you can't just go and be like, I need myself a hooker. Um, you have to have a, a second kind of legitimized. You have to have a, a, a kind of a hype man that comes through and says, oh, uh, no, this guy's cool. OK. You know, at BitPimp23 is totally OK. To you leave BitPimps out of this. <laughs> uh, he it, it, it's it's a uh, it's an it's an invite only service okay. from what I understand. Uh, again, after. Silk Road, which was this marketplace for stuff like that, you know? Well, and you can make Silk Road go away, but you're not going to make the people who are selling things on Silk Road go away. So I assume that they just, not, I assume yeah. they've just scattered. Yeah, they have. They've scattered, and it's gotten to this point where now it is really kind of the, you have to know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy to get into this club. Mm-hmm. It, it, that With that kind of stuff, it is, uh, it is definitely... Um, so we're kind of back to where we started. Members only thing, yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, when we were just buying drugs from human beings in yeah. our town. yeah. Um, is the, I picture the dark web being a primarily creepy place. You've kind of indicated that's not totally the, the case. How, 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 how creepy is the vibe? Can you talk about the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, you can, but it's also like a lot of it is, it's creepy. I don't know how much of that is me projecting, you know, cause I felt the creepiness going in. To a six-year-old kid who just wants to to pretend like he's a tough guy, mm-hmm. I don't know how creepy it is because it wasn't like I said I wasn't inundated immediately with Soviet torture and child porn. You really kind of got to do your own legwork to get to that kind of stuff. But I felt by autom- almost automatically by using something that is totally free and created by the United States government, then released to the 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 public willingly by the United States government they're saying here please use this develop it this software is great go to the deep go to the deep web something about it for me made me feel scared and like I was a part of something I shouldn't have been even though you know so I don't know how much of 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 the creepiness was internal I don't think all of it because I mean are you aware of the the most popular searches 
on the dark web? I can only imagine. It probably murders, torture. Child porn and black market goods are the two most searched things yeah. on the dark web. Uh, terrorism is is a thing. It's it's a it's a real thing, and and it's scary. But at the same right. time, and the, and the the government official that I heard describe it, he said the reason the United States, you know, the United States military developed the Onion Router. They the U.S. Navy built it, constructed it, engineered it in the mid '90s. By the time around 2000, 2001, a privatized company then took on the project and then developed it, and then through authorization, the United States government was released to the public. Um, they it's also yes, if you're ISIS and you want to communicate and find other ISIS people to join and hurt innocent people, party great, great for that. But if you're living in Syria and you really don't like Assad and you want to contact the Brits or the United States government, it's also a great place to do that. And to give them classified information without getting fucking killed by your own government, mm-hmm. um, dissidents and, and whistleblowers and people that that do help the good guys, um, it's it's an excellent place to do that. So as well. it's a net benefit for the world. No sure, uh, without question. Especially uh, the the Middle East is a perfect example, mm-hmm. uh, or, or certain African countries where. I'm sure the populace does not want what the government wants. In yep. fact, the populace is mostly oppressed by the government, and they, they need the ability to reach out to people outside of their country, and now they have that ability to do so. And it's it's wildly illegal to even access to the deep web in those countries, but there's ways around it and for these these dissidents and these help, helpful people to, to get around that as well. So Right. Uh, let's see what else people are. Uh, oh, uh, hackers! Here, here's a popular thing I'm told from the dark web. God, I sound so old. Um, hackers extorting pedophiles. I so think... that's a thing where I know what you're doing, and you're going to give me money, or, or else I'm going to expose you to to the to the real world. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure those two wrongs make a right. I don't either. I you know, I, I that really is is there the honor amongst thieves question gets really murky with that one. It, it, and, you know, that kind of stuff and swatting too, which I hear is a big thing on the deep web. What's that? Where they actually send the SWAT team to your house oh, for, yes. through some means. Right. Um became pretty popular. I mean, it happened enough that it became a thing. Man. Uh Amongst, you know, then you start thinking like, I'm sure there's hackers that do amazing good for humanity, but a lot of them are spending time like, hey, get off my lawn through digital means. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say there's some bad hackers too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has been widely reported that you can watch live murder on yeah, the dark the, web. The red rooms, I believe they're called. There were these rooms you can chat rooms or, or places where you go to stream murder absolutely 100 percent patently untrue it's totally substantiated that it is it is made up urban legend because it's all it's close to impossible to stream stuff on the deep web oh so there's just pre-recorded murders right and none of nobody really has any quantifiable proof that even those exist you know but there's so much talk about the red rooms you go see murder in Slovenia or whatever. But uh, yeah, 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 hostile I think, stuff. I think that's mostly kind of hearsay. Uh, other other stuff that's apparently big on there. Tons of clone slash scam websites. Yeah. Okay. That's th- so I search. Uh, yeah, I want to go on Amazon dark web, and now I'm at Amazon. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of you know the same thing you would get on 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 Twitter with where it's like. CNN News of the world.com. It's at CNN News instead of at CNN. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'll trust this. 
They're telling me that the world's going to blow up in three days. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of Amazon. There's a lot of, (laughs) you know, Boogle. Um, (laughs) Sexualized crushing and tortures of animals as a fetish is one of the highlights of the dark web. Yeah. But you know what? That's made its way into kind of regular porn nowadays. Uh, I haven't noticed that, Mike. The 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 crushing or the squashing is a it's a it's a subgenre all to itself. The now. anime version of it, where people guys are like, man, you know, to be great is you know, hot chicks are great, but you know, it'd be really great if that hot chick was ninety feet tall and could step on me and had and had lizard tits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. but no, there's a there's a like a kind of a subgenre too of like crushing small rodents, and that that I I believe is legitimate. I I have no in mainstream. No, I mean to find mainstream. Like, nowadays, I, I can yeah. find it. I I I go and yeah. I go and I want to jerk off to. It. And and uh, does it is that like alongside sex or or is that just like no? no that's just so hot. I just want to watch. I'm that. Pretty sure this the fetish is in and of itself watching just women with especially like high heels and stuff kill mice. Mice are kind of born to die. There's plenty of animals that are. I don't but know if people should be entertained by make it. it. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make it right. Uh, yeah, buying and selling of weapons. Did you ever go weapon shopping? I did not, but, man, back in the day, I sure saw a lot of it. I sure saw a lot of it. Not so much anymore? No. But, I, I, again, I, I may be, I, although I, I, am, I have become an enthusiast, I'm not very savvy even on the surface web. So, for me... Where to find the weapon shopping was, is probably totally obvious to a lot of people. But to me, I, you know, first off, I don't want to buy an illegal weapon. But uh, it, there's not, there isn't the same marketplaces like there used to be three or four years ago. Where yeah, dark where, web's changed. Where I could just go and it, it was right there alongside. Also, you know, if you wanted to buy like Magic the Gathering cards, you'd be like, oh, and and AK forty seven from from some former Balkan country. Do you do you communicate with people? No. On the dark web. I try not to. Do people communicate with A lot of, there's a lot of like pop-up type communication. Like how do you mean that? Um whether it be cuz I I I created a fake email, not fake, but a a, a throwaway email account to get on there mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like um communication through that from people like the 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 Nigerian prince that wants your million dollars. It's like that times a million. Uh, through uh, through deep web access, you know a lot of people. Or if I go to try to, if I through use a search engine to get to uh, one thing, there's a like twelve more pop up screens of it looks like messengers or people or websites that are like, oh, you're interested in this? What about this? You know, that's one more reason why. To be honest with you, this sounds like cyber hell. I think that if you're, I mean, a- it's like all the all of humanity's darkest impulses plus pop up ads. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I don't know. You're right. I mean, all the things that make the surface web kind of crappy, they also make them great. That, that there's regulation. There's people preventing people from doing pop up ads on us. There's people preventing people mm-hmm. from, you know, scamming us to a certain extent. It is more of a wild west once you cross over using the onion router into getting into to the unseen web. Um, but I think if you're a journalist that really doesn't want to give out sources and and the source that wants to not be known. It's it's a godsend if you're uh you know some type of United States intelligence officer really wants to talk to someone in Turkey that you know who has information that could potentially be helpful you know all these type of things I I still understand the overall value is so much higher than all the riffraff that you unfortunately have to deal with see you say that 
and I I see the value in uh in a in a vacuum, but it, how many whistleblowers are there going to be versus how many pedophiles? Yeah, well, listen for child porn alone. Like we don't even have to broaden it. Child for child pornography, the deep web is a disaster. It's a fucking disaster. And and now that there's a place where they can just kind of exchange with impunity and then put it on a external drive. It, it's it's fu- it's unbelievable that it, that still exists, but it's you're right. I mean, there, child f- f- with child pornography alone. Let's not even say sex slavery, sex slavery, drugs, whatever. Child pornography alone, the deep web and the dark web, especially, is is fucking a disaster. I think this is a decent example of how I don't believe that the um, mainstream media is uh, as fake as some people would have it believe mm-hmm. or as um, uh, dishonest as some people would have us believe. But it is interesting the things that they choose to focus on and, more importantly, the things that they do not choose to to focus on. This is the sort of thing that if if you wanted to whip up a campaign against this— it would not be hard for Fox News to make this look like something that needs to go away. But I guess nobody wants to have that conversation. So that conversation just isn't going to happen because that's the uh, the the I think one of the most interesting things that we've learned in the information age is it's not enough for information to exist right it needs to be packaged and and um propagated and reinforced because there's all sorts of crazy information out there in the world that is undeniably true it's just the and fascinating a the and fascinating and, and would completely change what you think about any given subject but um, a, the vast majority of people will never even hear about it and b and probably more importantly and these two things are related if they did hear about it, it would be easier for them to discount it because – and they wouldn't say it and they wouldn't even think of themselves because ABC News didn't say that. Right. So this is like – this is a little bit squirrely just of its nature. Well, and also it's it's a, a money-making enterprise. Edward R. Murrow has been warning us about this for 50 years that now – Is he still alive? No. He had okay. passed away relatively young, I believe, from smoking. You know, it's the, the, oh, yes, The movies yes. that depict him weren't exaggerating. He smoked pretty much nonstop. <laughs> yeah, um, those were the days. But he said, look, you're, you're starting to allow news to become entertainment and a money-making industry, and yeah. it has to be divorced from it. And now news is exclusively uh, just – it's just TV shows, you know – as any other TV show, you got advertisement, yep. got to sell. If you're, if you're the head of uh, of, of, <laughs> of of any given um, uh, news organization and and your ratings go down, you will lose your job. Right, it has and nothing so, to do with how many Pulitzers your team won. Their their paramount objective is to get ratings, not to give the best news or the most intriguing news. And therefore, things like child porn running rampant on the deep web, you you look at that and you go, yes, is it fascinating? Yes, would people be interested in? It? Yes, would enough people be interested in in us to get better ratings than MSNBC? Absolutely not, and it might deter uh, advertisers from looking at us uh, in a in a fashion in a fashionable way. So fuck it, and that's where I think the 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 big you know divide is from things like that, from things like. Um, the reality of certain uh, civil wars, the reality of certain skirmishes that go on around the globe, um, the real what what really is the um, the pay divide, the the income divide between the the haves and have nots in the United States. 
is it what is what Bernie Sanders is describing real or is it just make for good news and talking points or is there really like are we living in a new gilded age where there's you know uh, the one percenters that control the whole world you know yeah it's I don't a, know if they control the whole world but they control all the wealth I don't think that's I don't think you can even argue that you know well, while we've been talking Jeff Bezos has made seven million dollars probably yeah. he probably yeah. really has uh anyway my, my point yeah, being is that there's there's stale topics to a to an to a money-making endeavor that I wouldn't guess. be sale people to to just the interesting inquiring minds yeah doesn't nancy grace still have a tv show she sure does what's she do on a slow night get into Na- the fucking dark web but kitty porn all over the place hire a hitman i'm actually glad- i heard they have places where you can watch people get murdered but you don't have any actual you're not going to have any uh actual child pornographer to talk to on that show, and you're not going to have any victim of it to, to interview and yell at, and that's why Nancy. You get the foot. You get the footage. Nancy you get the Grace, footage, though. though, and I mean, you're not going to show the graphic bit, but you can show enough to go. Yeah, this way we all know where this is going. But but what you can get instead of that is some mom who burned her baby alive in yep. South Carolina, mm-hmm. and Nancy Grace can put up this. Isn't this horrible? What a dumb, terrible person! And that is what that segment of the news is looking for they don't care they don't want to dissect what was psychologically wrong with a young lady who would completely forget or you know where where does where do we draw the line with addicts and and allowing their disease to 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 dictate that's not what they want she just wants to yell you know they want to gossip that's 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 really what uh if it's a really interesting test to um to put even your, your yourself to even if you think that you are Above the average Nancy Grace viewer, how much of the news that you consume would really more more rightly be considered? We're we're gossiping, gossiping about this person because there's just that it boy it scratches a deep human itch. Yeah, whatever that itch is that um gets scratched when you go to Instagram and you see you got a bunch of likes, it's like right next to that in your in your rat brain. You're is totally right. The thing that loves. Did you hear so and so did blah blah blah? Wait, what did they say? Oh, you know. Oh, I heard he said blah blah blah. It's like kids picking on other kids. You yep. you, you want to not be even when you're a kid. You want to not be a part of it. But then mm-hmm. it's almost like there's something instinctive. Like you yeah. just your self esteem gets boosted. Yeah. In that moment, right? For picking on another kid. Yeah. There's something about gossiping and trashing on celebrities. It just you even if you try to get away from it, you find yourself falling victim. There's something. Yeah. Almost innately human. I wonder if. I really wonder if one way or another, at some point or another, Donald Trump will retire from the national political stage. And I'm really curious to see if say what you will about Donald Trump. uh, Politics has never been more um, entertaining, Mm -hmm. whether and and I mean, like um, horror movies are entertaining. So whether you think it's the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever, it's captivating, Mm -hmm. you know, it's captivating entertainment. Have we moved into a new era where in order to be successful, you need to be able to drum that up one way or another? Because Bernie Sanders is a, is is um, is a, the least TV-ready guy, but in a weird way, that makes him the most TV-ready guy. Because, because of the things he said and how he says them. Yeah. Well, because he's got an angle. Yeah. He's got a shtick. He's got a, he's, 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 a, uh, he's a brand mm-hmm. as opposed to the, your, your, your typical, you know, stuffed shirt, same tie kind of guy you get the bumper stickers to feel the burn you get the college kids the bernie yeah. bros you yeah. get the whole thing yeah no you're totally right i was new... ask, i was asking the same question yesterday about uh lavar ball and lorenzo uh his his father mm-hmm. <clears throat> no i believe that's a kid uh the kid's father either way uh lavar's the dad right lavar's the dad yeah is this you know i was certainly ready to be critical of the guy but 
I asked the same question. In the day and age of Donald Trump as president, do you have to get a kid's dad on TV saying that he could beat Michael Jordan in one-on-one and that his How shoes— How will Michael Jordan just challenge him to a game of one-on-one? <laughs> just for the fucking world. Exactly. But, but maybe— can, I mean, I can't think of any other NBA prospect that I even know the name of, I just let don't, alone. Yeah. And and but he, yeah. the guy, skyrocketed his son and his brand to the top of the heap because yeah. that's the world we live in. Well, right. And the I would argue that well, name recognition can only get you so much. You're in a um, a salary cap um, max contract league. If he gets in there and he performs, he's going to get a max contract, whether or not his dad is is mouthing off. But the reality is. LeBron James and Steph Curry and the other real high flyers of the NBA are making far more money off the court than they will ever make on mm-hmm. the court. So, yes, it actually does make a difference. Uh, Mike Catherwood, what uh, what creepy stuff are you doing on the dark web that you haven't told us? Um, Mostly shiza porn. I think the prolapse stuff and the... And the you know weird sexual oddities, mm-hmm. you know, the guy rips his dick off. I find that it's it's the extreme poo poo eating that I I usually get from the from the dark web. How much time do you spend looking at people eating human poop? Any amounts too much, really, for a healthy human being. But I would say an hour a week. What is it like when the mood strikes? Is there a time you go, man? I've had a really rough day, mm-hmm. or it'll be. Uh, right after I put my daughter to bed, my wife will be not, it'll be a night where we maybe don't have a movie to watch or something, and yeah. she's gone up to go to sleep, and I think, eh, I got 20 minutes, I'm sitting here, I happen to have my phone, I'm too lazy to get up and do something productive, I'm going to search for pictures to send Dr. Drew so that he'll send back the, I hate you, stop it, please, no, terrible, horrible, and and then I, you know, send it to five other people. Have you seen the the um the uh the South Park storyline where the the dad Stan's dad I can't keep the kids straight Kyle's dad I think Kyle's dad um Gerald is 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 like the leading troll on the internet and it's the same thing where when everybody goes to bed he just pours a glass of wine and just trolls the shit out of everybody. <laughs> you should watch it because I think you would probably get a kick out of it. I um, did see the one where where I believe it was uh, Stan's dad who who exploded in jizz because he got addicted to internet porn. <laughs> he found internet porn, and I thought to myself, "Well, that isn't far from me either." Yeah. Uh, my final question yes, is: sir. What if anything have you learned about humankind from visiting the dark web? I learned that. And this is, I guess, really a theory more than it is, you know, fact. But I, I learned that there is definitely, with the amount of convenience and with this amazing tool of the internet that connects us all, um, people who have a real life, it's not going to affect you that much. Much like a lot of other things, uh, gossiping and and um, celebrity news and celebrity worship, it doesn't really affect someone who's working a nine to five and maybe a supplemental job to support their family and, and has a kid that they love and has kids that they love has a wife. All of that kind of just blows by you like the wind on the wings of a plane. But if you really are in search of something, it provides a never-ending waterfall of terrible shit. And that's what the real problem is, I think. All right. Well, uh, this seems like a good place to get out. You are Mike Catherwood? Yes, sir. And you are at Mike Catherwood Mm -hmm. on all social media. And your social media is not as heinous 
as your private life oh, no, is. I, I, anything I would release to the quote-unquote public, I would try to keep somewhat tame. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But you still get a little hint of, I think you uh, Instagram yourself. Pictures of my feet taking a poo. Taking a poop. But, but I, I would think, never show you I think you, you did that today. Yes, I did. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, at Mike Catherwood. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. Appreciate it.